When he talks about the mitzvah of Yiras Hashem, how success is Hashem like a tirlo? The Hagos mitzvah b'chomakim or b'chazman or b'chominodim applies to men to women. There's aches in a mitzvah satmidius aladim. This is one of the mitzvahs satmidius. Shall you pass a chiyubin aladim la'elam? There's not a moment uh, where this mitzvah doesn't apply. The Chinuch talks about the Rishesh, mitzvahs to meteors. There's six mitzvahs which are constant mitzvahs. And one of them is the mitzvah of Yerush Hashem. Then he says the following. So the Chara means that you have the opportunity to make this mitzvah at all times. Is there a moment where you're mechuyiv to do the mitzvah? If you don't do the mitzvah, you have done the result of being mavato the mitzvah. I mean, theoretically, every, if it's possible to do it every regular, every regular that you're not doing it, you're being mavato the mitzvah. The chil doesn't look at it like that. He does not say, say it like that. Says, it's a mitzvah which you could do, it's a, the person could do all the time. But there are moments where it's a chiyuv, and if you, if you don't do it at those moments, you're, there's a bitl mitzvah say. Mishabod devar Person's in a situation where he potentially could do something which is inappropriate. He's, he's to arouse himself. To think about at that moment, knows what you're doing. The Russian will, will, will reward and punish. If a person does not arouse himself at that moment and contemplate that, this is the appropriate moment of the kiyum of this mitzvah. So it's a nice thing to do all the time, but there are moments in life where this is a chiv. The purpose of Yerush Hashem is self-control. The purpose of Yerush Hashem is that the person has awareness that Hashem cares about what you're doing. Hashem is aware of what you're doing and he cares about what you're doing. And he will be pleased or displeased with what you're doing. And therefore, you should control yourself and not do it because you're living in his world. We spoke about the deal, the Yira, yira is the where the, the, the morale talks about, we talk about Yira Shemayim. We never find anywhere the language of Abba Shemayim. Because Yira is to stress the gap between the, the creation and his creator. The, the, how gigantic that, that gap is. And how dare you go against the Creator? Because who are you to do such a thing? You're so small to do such a thing. So year is that awareness. The year is the next seven years is, is the self-control which comes with that awareness. We spoke about the Hutner says that the concept of year is he's kapsus that a person pulls back or the Russian as it were is Matsamsim himself. He pulls back. So there's moments where you have to be able to pull back and say, you know what, I, I shouldn't do this because Kodesh Baruch knows and he Baruch cares. 
that's the moment of year where year is a, is a chiv. The person is not mayor rucha at that point in time. Does not control themselves. They're being levat to the mitzvah to say of you. It's always available. You always get scar for doing it every time the person has that, that year. Of, uh, the the Ramah, the first Ramah in Shulchan Aruch, talks about the person who's in the presence of the king acts differently than the person not in the presence of the king. The way you speak, the way you hold yourself, the way you talk, the way you walk, everything you do is different when you're in the presence of the king. So that's Sri Shasamanagdis Omit. That's a Maila Gdalam, a Maila Sadiqim, Tzadikim, Hokim, the Elikim Tomit. So that's a Maila Sadiqim, that the person should be able to live like that all the time. But the Yusad of Yira is to impose a Kharosbrochus Ratsan upon your Ratsan. Now, it's. The the the, the says it in the language of that there's a moment where you must do it, and if you don't do it, you're being vatal. But there are other moments, other ways we could do it, which maybe be more proactive and maybe be a little bit more within the the realm of the assay as opposed to. The, we talk about Rosh Hashanah as a Yom Hamalchus, Kabbalah Shemalchus Shemayim. So now the version doesn't really need our Malchus version is a Melech, whether we recognize that or not. So what does it mean to be Makabal or Malchus Shemayim? Well, really being Makabal is Avdus. If he's the Melech, then I'm the Ebed. It means I must listen to him. So when a person says Shema, what you're really being Makabal, or Malchus Shemayim, is you mean being Makabal to commit to do the version of Ratzin. If we're honest with ourselves, we're probably not ready to do that. That's, we, we're, not, we're not holding on the Madriga, which we, whatever the Russian says to do, we're ready to do yet. It's very honest. It's a, a, a powerful thought at the beginning of Shinshar Aleph. I want to talk about the positive aspect of it. He says it in the negative, which is very scary. But it's kind of scary a little bit. It's okay. And then we'll go to the positive. Maybe it's a little bit more easier to, to absorb. He says, an Evan who says to the master that I will do whatever you say except for X, he's not an Evan. Even the things that he does, he's not doing it because of Avdus. He's doing it because he, ha- he wants to do what he wants to do. He happens to agree with you for those things. This thing he doesn't agree with, he doesn't do. He's totally been mavatul, the oil of his master for himself. So it's possible a person can keep 612 mitzvahs. But if he refuses to keep the 613th, he says, I'm not interested in doing that mitzvah. He's a movement of the Barachot, he's a movement of the Klot he's not an Evid anymore, he's Ois Evid. It's a total bitzel of Avodah Hashem. Once had the order that one of the biggest challenges you have of a person, Valchuba, a person comes from because they came to the decision that Tara was Evis. That's why they came up, Valchuba. So you have to understand, if you, if you say those words, it's a very scary thought. So I'm the judge. And the Torah is in the, is in the defendant's seat. When I'm not deciding the Torah makes sense, therefore I do it. So I'm the, this omniscient being with all of this knowledge who has the ability to decide that this is right. 
So I'm not doing it because God says. I'm doing it because I said. So I think it's. I think it's a good idea. So I'm being. I'm, I'm being open myself. It says about this Hashem is when you get to things. It makes zero sense to me. I. I. It, it goes against every fiber of my being. Because Rosh said so. I'm doing it anyway. That's obvious. That's Kabbalah Zoma for I'm doing it because it makes sense to me. So that's very nice. So I'm a great guy, and I think good, I like to do good things, and I'm very smart, and I figure what's good and what's bad. And I do what's good and what's bad because I think so. What do we, what is it with Hashem? I do it because Rosham says so. That, that's that's obvious. The happen you find the morning Shabbos. The morning Shabbos talks about this certain Amaroyim that they they asked them in Maharachal Yomim, and they each one gives like this mitzvah that they did. And what were they saying? They're saying that there was one mitzvah that they're makabel themselves that they're going to do this no matter what. That this is something where they feel a hechrich to do because this is what the Russian wants to do. They're going to make sure they're going to go to the nth degree to make sure that this, this mitzvah is done. The same way you can break the, the avdus of the melech with one mitzvah, you can be mekayim the avdus of the melech with one mitzvah. You know what, Russian? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm really not there all the way. But this mitzvah, I'm giving myself over to you. It's yours. I will do it no matter what. It's hard. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make a difference. You're the, you're the master. I'm the abbot. I'm doing it. It doesn't have to be something big. But it's a kabbalos omach hashemayim. The Rebbe writes that the kabbalos omach hashemayim, say kriyashma. Just put down the sword that a person should be kabbal, that he's ready to go into the kibshan eish. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've told you uh, about uh, the individual that I was able to meet in, in Muncie. I'm not sure he's still alive or not. I don't know. I haven't been there in years. This goes back when I was a bacher. So I married 40 years. So it's just to, you know, okay. So we had So um, like in 1981, something like that. So I met this kid in. Uh, in the Dish of Rishul and Rita Avenue in Muncie, Visions of Chassid. And uh, they, the Visions of, I'm not sure the Rebbe or the, the Gaboyim asked him not to dive in the Visions because he was disturbing the Tzibur. So he found this Shtibol that he would dive in. His dominant was extremely intense. His Abishak was took him a few hours. And you know, the want of the Hasidim, they didn't mind repeating words, etc. But he would repeat it, he would sing, he would jump up and down, he would stomp, he would scream, he would yell, he would clap, he would dance. Kabbalah He said Shema. When he said Shema, you, you could hear him falling into the Kibshan Hesh. It was extraordinary. You hear the Hashem al you heard the person in Makabal, he's, he's going into Kibshan Hesh, al Kiddush Hashem. You could hear the Kibshan Hesh. It, it, was, it was extraordinary. I understand why it was distracting. You know, if you're there to daven, it was very distracting. If you're there to listen, it was very, it was, it was, it was extraordinary, you know. But, you know, so I didn't daven on a regular basis. I used to daven there much as Shabbos. It was, it was the closest place to, to where I was staying, so we would, we would catch Marv over there. So you go there for Marv once a week, you know, it's, it's one thing. We have him every single day, I'm getting, getting your nerves. So, right. Okay, so, uh, but uh, most of us are not falling into the kitchen of Eish by Kriyoshma, or maybe we think we are, I don't know. Revolva says, he says, I have a better idea. So what, what you're saying is that you, the Russian's Ratsan is so powerful to you that you will do his Ratsan no matter what. That's it, Russian, I know what I want, but you're more important. I give over what's most precious to me is my life, I give that over to you. Okay, good. So now, 
let's make an argument that the Russian would like you to learn during first Seder. See you on the first Seder, and you don't learn. I don't understand. You're a Kabbalah Hashemayim, that whatever Russian wants to you're willing to, you really give up your life for the Russian. So the Russian, listen, Russian. My life, yes, first Seder, no. So let's be more honest. Forget about the Kibshanei, she says. That's not, you know, that's like he calls it Avoid al Piderek Frumkat. Let's talk about Avoid al Piderek Avoid as a Muslim. So be Makabal that for the first half an hour of Seder, you're going to sit and learn no matter what. Because that's what the Russian wants you to do. He doesn't want you to shemuz He wants you to sit and learn. And the Russian's Ratzin is more powerful to you than your own Ratzin. And you might find that, that, that when you translate the Kabbalah into those terms, you're rather uncomfortable with that Kabbalah. I can't really commit to that. I'm not ready to do that. So it means we're not ready to do Kabbalah of Or there's a fellow which really, really gets on my nerves, and, and, and you know, I have such a chesed to, to, to say something negative about him. But the person says no. So I'm going to control myself, because that's the person's Ratzin. Find something, he says, which is within your range. And be makabal of Emes. That's Kabbalah Zomach Hashemayim. And then, your Kabbalah means you do it. He says, maybe an hour, like, you know, so maybe he, he suggests starting with an hour. So he says, an hour might be too long. He says, so, what about a half an hour? I said, maybe an hour, he says, what about 10 minutes? Okay, but to say, but, you know, you know, the of Nefesh, those 10 minutes, I'm gonna, whatever the number is, whatever the, the, whatever the voider is, Whatever you're macabre, you're being macabre. It doesn't have to be something extraordinary, but it's a, it's a true, it's MS. It's an MS and Kabbalah that I, that I am, the Russian is my creator. I'm his creation. I have a heave to listen to him, whether I like it or not. It's not because I enjoy it. It's kashmak. Nothing to do with that, because I am here to serve him. That's why the Russian put me in this world. And, I, and I'm not ready to make major service, but I'll do minor service. But I, I, I'm being a Kabul and all, and I'm becoming an Evid. And then I made a Kurosh into the Malach. You want Malchus? The Roshim is the Malach, means you have to be an Evid. So Roshim, I'm an Evid. What's my Avdus? It sounds pretty pathetic. My Avdus is 10 minutes of learning, the beginning of Seder, no matter what. I would recommend doing a Blin If that's what you're Makab, whatever it is. But it's, it's something you have to, you, you, you can't just say the words. It has to be real. And then when you're saying Shema, you think on Hashem Echod, and there's nothing else in the Bria, but Baruch Hu, and therefore I, everything I have belongs to Him, and therefore obviously I have responsibility to listen to Him. I reaffirm that every single day, that this is, this is part of, I am now committed to this. So the Amoroyim, which are talking about in Shabbos, they were Mekayim, a mitzvah to do no matter what. That was their Kabbalah Zalmach Hashemayim. That this is, Kherif and Nefesh, no matter what, this is going to happen. Right? One of them was Mekabal, he's not going to walk down the mountains without, without, without sitzes. Standing in a tree, his sitzes broke. He stayed there hours, hours, and hours until somebody brought him the sitzes. So not walking. I'm not recommending you should do that. The concept is there. And some days are easier, and some days are harder. Some days are really hard. 
Some of you might have heard of the, the Telzer Hour. So the Telzer Hour, Mashir of Chaim, we started in Europe already, that the, the, that the people would commit that they will not go by a day of their life without living an hour. And then certain people made the Kabbalah, depending on where the person was holding, how they made the Kabbalah. Some made the Kabbalah, it's an hour straight, but he have sick. Some of the Kabbalah, you can do it in two sections. Some of the Kabbalah, do it more than two sections. I think now the Kabbalah tells us they give. So, in my days, by the, the day of the Chasna, the Shiva Rukhaim was the Messiah, he would ask you to make that Kabbalah. From that point on, unless you're like Leonardo, you're not going miss to miss a day without learning an hour. He gave me it in two, in two sections, which means like if I learn 30, 29 minutes, 29 minutes, I'm st- I still owe 31 minutes. Because I owe that's three sections. 29 and 29 plus 2 doesn't count. Right. Lee Hafsik to do that. Lee Nader, he said, just do Lee Nader. And then he suggested once a year you have to give a day of how well you did. Preferably on the day of your anniversary. So for example, celebrate your anniversary. My anniversary, I got to give a day of to the Shiva uh, how well I did for the year. Right? So some years it was very rigorous schmack to give a you know, re- report to Baruch Hashem. Now, so I once told the Baruch Hashem, oh, what's an hour? I said, how about an hour? I said, yeah. Well, uh, one year, now learning means doesn't mean, you know, vertical, it means learning. So one year I didn't get up early, Arab Pesa. And uh, Arab Pesa, you're busy. So I didn't really have so much time to learn Arab Pesa. And after the Seder, at 2.30 in the morning, I sat down to learn my hour. I hadn't learned my hour yet. I'd gotten 15 minutes in, I sat down and got 15 minutes. From that point on, I never missed getting up early every pace of morning and learning before chakras. Because I was not in the mood of sitting down again at 2.30 in the morning after, this, after the Seder to learn 45 minutes. When Michael Abraham told me, he says, so his wife gave birth to a baby and they had three kids and they, they decided to do the bris in Muncie. His wife flew and he drove, so he got up in the morning, took his wife to the airport, she flew to Muncie, and he drove with, with the three kids to Muncie, and singing uh, Uncle Moshe in the, in the car didn't count as learning your hour. And when he arrived to Muncie and got ready to sleep, it's after one o'clock in the morning, he sat down to learn, after driving the whole day, he sat down to learn his hour. That's it. You're committed. This is, this is your Kabbalah's altar. And nowadays, I think that they, the, I think my, my Rebbe of Shalom, he gives it, he asks people to know Kabul, I think, half an hour. I guess these Kabul, there was, I have a Kabul, his Kabul was an hour straight, but they have sick, because I call him up, and he, so I say, he's not available, he's in the middle of his hour. He's he got to get it done now, otherwise forget it. He's tough to go one in the morning. It's a Kabul, it's all. Sometimes the Kabbalah is done better, sometimes it's better, but it's, it's the, Bar- the Barashim is here, the Barashim is real, the Barashim is demanding something from you, and you're going to commit to something. Some way you're showing the Barashim he's the boss. That's not up to you. Revolva s- s- suggests a fascinating idea. He says, in a certain sense, what you're trying to do is to attack in all the times that you chose incorrectly. You used the Russian gave the Kabbalah of Bechira, he gave the Karach of Bechira to choose correctly, not to use it. So every time you've done something wrong, you've done two things wrong. You did the Avera, and you 
chose incorrectly. The Russians were Bakarta Bakayim, and you weren't Bakar Bakayim. So you misused, you abused Bechira. Rishul Gifter said, so Pashat Aisha means that the person who got Yitzhahara by he roused the Yitzhahara. He said to him, Yitzhahara was given to us to get scar. Yitzhahara's job is that he should challenge us and then we should beat him. If we give it to the Yitzhahara, we're misusing the Yitzhahara. That's not what he was created for. Yitzhahara is a ma'alot. So you're misusing a malot, it's like you're misusing hektish. So you're malot by hektish. You misuse the Yitzhahara. Somebody just told me recently, I, what, who just told me? I don't know who told me something about it. Um, I'm dating myself, okay. There used to be, I don't know if they still exist, used to be a, what do you call them? An entertainment group. Called the Harlem Globetrotters. Okay? Harlem Globetrotters are fellows who have phenomenal skills in basketball, and they do the craziest basketball shots. And they go up and down all these funny, stupid things, antics on, on the court, and then they, they win the game. So apparently, there's another team which always goes with them that always loses. Right? But the, the, the score is always like 50 50. And then the last second, they win by doing a good cr- a shot from up in the bleachers. Like all the way, you know, not a, not a full court shot, a shot from like all the way up in the bleachers, all the way across, and they win. So the other team's job is one thing, is to challenge them and to lose. That's the answer to her job. Her job is not to win. If they would win the game, that's the, whole, the whole thing is bottled. The point is that they should, the other te- this team should win, not this team. If you let the Yitzhahara win, you wasted the Yitzhahara. You, you, you abused the Yitzhahara. That's not what he's there for. So Revolva says, you've chosen incorrectly. You have to misaken that, that decision, which is incorrectly. So what you're doing is, saying, Bersham, you know what, Bersham, you gave me Bechira. I misused it. I would like, in this thing, to give Bechira back to you. It's yours. I'm not, I'm not choosing wrong. I will not choose. I'm, I'm a mukhrof. In this area. In this area, this is, I'm committed no matter what, it's going to be yours. In some sense, you're being massacred, and that which you've done, used, you misused Bechira. That's Yira. So the, we talk about the, the awareness of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Awareness of a Kaddish Baruch Hu to the point that it controls me is Yira. Where's a Kaddish Baruch Hu? Now, that sounds overwhelming. To some extent it is. But you think about it. The Russian created man, Lama the fun of, and serve him. The opportunity to, we would all run for the opportunity to, to be the Shamish, Sir Russia Feinstein. Even though that meant a commitment, we have to be there every day on time, a certain time, we have to do it, we would do that. The schus to be the shamash to Moshe It's such an extraordinary chesed of Kodesh Baruch that he gave us opportunity to, we're not nobodies, the cows can't do this. 
The Malachim can't do this in a certain sense. Malchus comes from us. We are the ones who, who are zechut to be the Avdei Hashem. It's an extraordinary schus that we have. So, the person gets the call that he applied to be the Shamash to Tumashu, and there's a lot of that. He gets the call that he was chose it. He says, oh my gosh, now I'm stuck the rest of my life. Somebody says, he says, oh my gosh, I was to be the Shamash to Tumashu. He's besimcha that he's to have Avdus. That's how you're supposed to say Kriyashma. You say it besimcha that you're mekabel you're, 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 It's a schus to be to serve a kaddish baruch That the Russian cares about our, what we're doing. He's interested in what we're doing, and, to, and, he, and he is interested in what, who, what does he care what Rangel does? Rangel, yeah, Rangel, yeah, who cares? Rangel, that's so important. No, no, I'm interested in what Rangel does. I would like you to come serve me. We have to understand this is an extraordinary chesed from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's no greater chesed from HaKadosh Baruch Hu because this is the vehicle which will allow us to come to Elam The Russian created the Neshama to serve, to serve. So, at that moment that we're Mechabal HaShemayim, we realize that there's no greater chesed that the Russian could ever do than, than that. So the Hakor Satayv took Baruch Hu, and the Ava took Baruch Hu, which that, inge- that generates, and the feeling of Simcha that that generates is why in Rosh Hashanah we're clapping and dancing about Malchus. What are you clapping and dancing about Malchus? Malchus sounds very heavy. No, no, no. We are Zoycha Lavoy Rolamad Lefanov. And the Russian cares about what we're doing. It's extraordinary chesed that the Russian does for us. The Rashba says that a person stops and he thinks he says a bracha and he thinks about that the Russian allows us to address him in the first, to speak to him. You can't always just speak to the king. Where's the to speak to Kaddish Baruch Revolver writes that he, he, he came to, he was all died to he came to realize that all of it is Hashem, everything he wants to accomplish in his life, and what is Hashem is predicated on the fact that he can learn to control himself. So he said he's giving Makabal that three times a day he's going to practice self control. Nothing extraordinary, but three times a day he's going to, he's going to want something and not give in. So he's going to learn. To not automatically do whatever he whatever he wants. He wants to eat. Well, you know. You know. I'll wait five minutes. He wants to say something. Not now. Not even a waiver. Nothing with the waivers. Just learn to be mashlit your thought process and your das over your body, over your natural inclinations. Learn to control yourself. And then we can find some area of avoda which we can do that with. But that's the first step of of of, of malchus is learning to, to control ourselves. 
you know, they have stories about these different gedolim. What's the time is that they, you know they ate fish with bones. It's very dangerous to eat the bones. You have to sit there slowly picking out the flesh from the fish from the bones. It's this way, you ate slowly. Because you don't rush into food, Matsyam Kip. What do you mean, rush into food, Matsyam Kip? Rabbi Yeshiva has to say to Matsyam Kip. And then they have a suda in honor of Matsyam Kip, with you know, Rabbi with his service, and Debra Makshaba, and singing. How do you leave him? How do you run out of him, Kippur? You sit down and learn. You have a little bit of repast. But even the repast, how do you eat it? Do you eat it like a Muslim Kippur that you're eating? Right? Do you eat it with a person who's just connected to what is Hashem? Do you eat it differently? There's so many different ways we. There's a declinakite that we learn to put our das over our natural inclination. And that gives us, that's an expression of hero. It's an expression of the Bershom is here and I have to learn to this body which is not in the mood. I'll end up with that. Um, I once read an article, essay. Um, I can picture it because the person's from Cleveland. He says as, as a as a uh, teenager, he was given a present. He was given a present. His brother was given a present of an old thoroughbred horse. Past its prime, his father bought him a horse. So one time he decided he's going to do horse riding with this thoroughbred horse. He's going down. There's, there's a road called Shaker Avenue. And Shaker Avenue is, has, northbound, has eastbound on one side and westbound on the other side, and there's a very large, wide, wide swath of grass in between, probably four or 500 feet wide. But there, there are cross streets. So he's riding along this thing, and all of a sudden the, the, this thoroughbred decides, you know, he wants to relive his youth. And he starts flying. And he realizes that the horse is not listening to his control, and he's coming to a crossroad, and the horse is just going forward. And he can't stop the horse. Since his life flashes, his flashes in front of him, you know, he just shuts his eyes and prays, and the horse jumps over a car. He lands on the other side. He puts his heart back into his body, right? Takes his stomach out from his toes. And he's just like, you know, like, what do I do now? Eventually the horse got tired, and by the time he got the next crossroad, it was, you know, it was slowing down. He finally was able to get it to stop. He says it's such a good muscle for our bodies and our shamas. The body's just, just it's, it's this flying mode, and then the shamas like, ah, stop, 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 stop. So where are you going to teach the body that that's not how it works? So don't start with, with, uh, with challenging courses. Start with something which is controllable. But you, you teach your horse how to rein it in. And then you rein it in a little more. And then you control it. And then you have an extraordinary clee which can get you places all over, the, all over the place. But you're reining it in. You're controlling it. So that's our, the void of the Kabbalah for Yom Kippur. The Kabbalah we make is it's something that should be real. And to me, it really has to be small. It should be real. But it's, we realize when we're training ourselves above and beyond the Kabbalah's Shemayim, that comes with that. 
we're training ourselves as a vehicle to be able to do that again and again, more and more, because we've learned to control ourselves, not just automatically do whatever happens.